Hello, my darlings. Welcome back to Radio Wasteland. Your guests tonight are Tara and I. That's exciting. We're talking about the amazing uh, James Randy, um, which I can't hear this guy's name without laughing because it always makes me think of this family guy thing where where there was a bully in high school that kept pantsing Peter and Peter would yell Randy every time. So every time I hear this, I think of Randy, but he had some cool name like uh, Randy the Magnificent or something, wasn't it? It's like yeah, something like that. Name, you know? Yeah, when he was a stage magician. Yeah. Which, you know, was a lot earlier in his life. So the reason why we're talking about James Randy is he died this year. One of the many deaths claimed right. by 2020. And uh, that James Randy is most famous for being a, you know, skeptic, although his day job originally was to yeah. be a stage magician. Um, but and not just a skeptic, but a debunker. Right. He didn't like that term, though, apparently. No, he did not. But he that's liked. that's what he's remembered. as. <laughs> right. He preferred investigator. But, uh-huh. you know, I wonder what the general consensus in the magician's. Because I'm sure there's two attitudes of magicians. And one is, Mm -hmm. this is a trick and everybody knows it's a trick. And I'm impressive because I did this trick. Right. Or the other being, I'm performing magic and you're to be amazed and mystified. Right. Well, I think there's a long history in the magic community of debunking other magicians and paranormal stuff most notably harry houdini uh was a friend of conan doyle for a while until he debunked one of uh conan doyle's most favorite spiritualists because conan doyle was big into seances and all of that right mediumship and uh that got them to be mad at each other but there was even a, a time when when Harry Houdini was like exasperated and he was explaining to Conan Doyle, I, I've done these tricks. You claim they are supernatural, but I, I'm telling you there's nothing supernatural about it. I'm not going to tell you how I do it, but that's what it is. To which Conan Doyle responded, well, perhaps you too are supernatural and you just perhaps you too have psychic powers right. and you just aren't aware which, funnily enough, is something that multiple people said to James Randi. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a desperate um, a desperate plea. The last plea of a desperate man is that, oh, yeah, well, well maybe you're magical, too. You know, it's like, uh, mean, by the yeah, way, obviously. it's <laughs> the amazing Randy. It wasn't Randy the amazing Magnificent, Randy. the amazing okay. Randy. Um, I mean, they both sound ridiculous. Yeah, uh, totally, totally. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm curious how... Because, like, you remember years ago um, on TV, there was that um, masked magician that was uh, was was showing all the tricks on TV. And I think it was called the Masked Magician. And he was giving away on TV how all these tricks worked. And uh, people yeah. were supposedly pissed. But you never know. You know, in this world, it's like... You know, obviously in this world, everybody's just all oh, Twitter's up in arms. I'm just all great. A bunch of Russians, bots and some angry people. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. So back then, I wasn't really sure if that was like a marketing pitch or if people really were upset that he was giving away the secret. I think magicians don't love it when other magicians like reveal their tricks because that hurts the livelihood. Right. You know, no, no one wants to see a trick that they know how it's done. 
Rom. So. Unless, you know, you just want to see the technical execution. <laughs> right. I think that's not why most people attend magic shows. But, uh, right. So I also uh, think these people who were mad weren't mad because he was, you know, debunking and removing the mystery. He was mad because they were, they were, he was coming after their jobs. Taking food out of their kids' mouths. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So James Randi, uh, you know, started out as a magician and he went on to start the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry mm-hmm. and was the founder, surprisingly enough, of the James Randi Educational Foundation or JREF. Oh, it's that James Randi? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he went around and he he debunked, I guess, as much as mm-hmm. he didn't like the the term. And most famously, he debunked somebody named Peter Popoff. Did right. you uh, look into this one at all? Why don't you refresh my memory? All right. Uh, he was like a German-born televangelist and uh, clairvoyant and faith healer. And mm-hmm. like he would get all the people in the room and he would like point them out and like say their addresses and where they lived and what their medical health was, which personally today it would just be I'd be in a room and they'd just be like, Chauncey lives at this address. I just I'd sue him. I'm just all they're going to get me. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but um, and I mean, he was born in 46, so he's only 30 years older than me. But <clears throat> so that would be in the 90s, probably that he was doing this mm-hmm. and uh and it turns out that he was getting cues from his wife in his earpiece that was telling right. him. And he tried to say, oh, she's just helping me find people who need the most help and stuff. But James Randi apparently uh, set him up by putting a man dressed as a woman in the audience that's some Shakespearean shit. Right, this right. And some and basically drama. Right. And and had who supposedly had uterine cancer and Popoff cured her of her uterine cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that she or he, I'm not sure if this was solely a costume or a lifestyle, but actually had <laughs> testicular cancer. So I'm not sure if that's the big twist, but close enough just to you know stick it all the more <laughs> to pop off that he deserved this apparently his wife and his earphone referred to this person dressed as a woman that was black as that big n-word in the back and keep your hands off of them chest parts i'm watching you and there was basically a lot of sort of racist and and sort of homophobic slurs going on at the same time as he was curing the supposed uterine cancer. So I guess I like James Randi a lot for that, for sticking with (laughs) that guy, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there were a lot of people. uh, Yuri Geller sued him, um, I think, for, like, exposing one of his tricks. Uh, Yuri Geller was very litigation happy. He just... He sees a problem, he sues it. So, <laughs> which is, I think we can all agree, a prime characteristic of some of the world's most trustworthy people. Sounds like people driving around looking at buildings to uh, <laughs> sue the buildings for not having access. And exactly. Because that apparently is going on. And don't get me wrong, I believe that wheelchair access is important, but uh, there have been cases of people just driving around finding buildings that didn't. Right, for the, for the money. Yeah. 
Um, so there was, he did this uh, two hour television special called Exploring Psychic Powers. And he, uh, I think there's some, there's some really interesting stuff in here about specific people he debunked because the idea was that there was a prize for anyone who could come on and demonstrate that they had powers. This was separate from his million dollar prize. Um, and basically he would set up experiments to sort of catch them. So like there was an astrologer who said that he could ascertain a person's astrological sign just after talking to them. He, uh, so they set up a thing where he had 12 people and had to guess their astrological signs and he didn't get any right. And there was a person who claimed they could read auras around people. So basically they set up an experiment where uh, there were a bunch of screens and people were behind some of the screens. Um, and she had to like guess which volunteer was behind it because she saw it. their she saw their aura and then it's like okay and now had to line them up to the screen who was behind the screen based off of the aura that makes sense right and like the, these tests were pre-agreed to by each person right so it, the idea is that you know she can see auras a few feet above their heads so the screens were you know set up in such a way that she would be able to see their auras but not the right. person but <laughs> Unfortunately, well, the thing is, uh, there were only volunteers behind a few of the screens at all. A bunch uh -oh. of them were just empty, <laughs> and she claimed that she saw auras above Ruthless, ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, well, we're coming up on break here, but I, I want to find out if this lawsuit actually went anywhere. But, but also, uh, the other thing that James Randi is most famous for was setting up a prize that ended up working its way up to a million dollars to prove some kind of psychic power, and we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Radio Wasteland. And don't forget to follow Radio Wasteland on Facebook at facebook.com slash radiowasteland.us. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland. You're listening to Chauncey and Kara as we talk about the famous, maybe infamous, if you're a liar, James Randi. Uh, James Randi, as we talked about before, he was famous as a uh, magician, the amazing Randi. Should have been the amazing Rando. <laughs> and, uh, you know, secondly, he was most famous for coming up with a prize mm -hmm. that would prove that psychic powers existed. Now, before the break, you were talking about somebody... Uh, tried to sue him, but I think we got sidetracked a little bit on the process that it went through. Did the lawsuit go anywhere? Uh, no, it, it didn't. Was um, it just thrown out? or It wasn't thrown out. I, um, the guy, Yuri Geller, like I said, very litigation happy, mm. uh, dropped the lawsuit to focus on a different lawsuit. <laughs> ah, great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sounds uh, like some people I've known. That's funny. Um, all right, so he's most famously for coming up with uh, this prize. What was this prize called? I forget what it was called. Um, but it was from the Committee for Skeptical The Inquiry, $1 million right? dollar paranormal challenge. Right. And uh, originally it started out as like 10000 bucks of his own money or something like that, and other people mm. contributed, and it ended up getting up to a million dollars, where right. he was basically willing to give that million dollars to anybody who could... Prove it. And 
Now, proof is proof can can be vague. Mm -hmm. What was what? Well, the idea was that they would tailor whatever laboratory tests to whatever to, the whatever to the specific claims that were made, and that both the person making the claims and the the foundation would agree upon them. Right. And, you know, obviously, if they couldn't agree, then no tests would go forward. Right. Um, and this was after this aura lady. Uh, this was actually before the uh, this this television special was actually relatively recent and it okay. featured an astrologer and aura lady, uh, a dowser, a card reader, and I think something else. So did anybody ever go after the million? Uh, I believe that several people did. Obviously, no one ever got it, but um, that's disappointing. I want, I want to say there were several tests. Uh, you know, I find it uh, disappointing that um, I don't know. You'd think you'd think for a million bucks, somebody would be able to prove or at least create enough doubt mm. that something is great. You know, because I mean, these cold readers. I mean, that stuff is impressive. You know. When you see yeah. the cold read, I mean, I look at it and I, I know what it is, or at least I know what they call it. And I still look at it and go, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe there is some level of of deeper understanding going on there, uh, some level of give and take, you know. So it's a little disappointing mm -hmm. that that nobody ever got up there and actually did something that made everybody kind of shrug. I mean, yeah, it is disappointing, but reality is terrible. So... It looks like there were uh, eight different claimants uh -huh. um, and all, all failed. And then there were a whole bunch of applicants who, you know, were rejected because they couldn't come to a, a, cons a compromise or an agreement I on see. how to do the test. That, there were a whole bunch of those, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because like you watch, um, what's that singing show, American Idol. Mm -hmm. You know, you get every every jackass and their brother up there willing to give it a shot. You think for a million bucks to prove your psychic ability, you think people would just be randomly getting up there going, let's give it a shot. Maybe have psychic powers with enough motivation, maybe a million dollar motivation. Maybe I can read their mind. Yeah, I mean, I think people probably don't want to be humiliated. <laughs> they seem to be all right with it on American Idol. That is true. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point, but uh, I, I feel like I got told I'm not a great singer on TV is in a sort of different category as I got told that I'm a charlatan and a liar by a bunch of scientists. Yeah, that's true. But I don't that's know. That's true. But yeah, I am. A, I don't know. Do you know, do you, like men that stare at goats, you know? I want to believe that something's going on out there and all this remote viewing and stuff like that, but with nobody able to prove anything. Now, these remote viewers always say that they're under some uh, non-disclosure agreement by the government. Right. And so that part's believable, I guess. But um, Well, if you'll remember, the Project Stargate was shut down in the 90s after it had been running for 20 years, and it was shut down at least according to the government, who obviously are not to be trusted, but because it, they said it had never produced actionable intelligence. 
Now, there, there were a couple of hits. There was stuff, something like a submarine they found at some point, um, a plane crash they found, but there were also, you know, so many misses that it was like, we can't, we can't trust their right. word anymore. Well, it's um, like the argument of why lucky people are lucky, and that is because they're willing to try. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the statistics... I yeah, I mean, I think success in life, this is a total tangent, but I think success in life is generally much more attributable to just banging your head against the wall till you find the weak spot rather than figuring out what the weak spot is. Because I think the latter is basically impossible. Right. Like, uh, was it uh, Einstein, uh, 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration? Right. Yeah. So I is mean, that how you. That's why the life? dumbest people are in are in charge of everything because yeah. you know they don't learn from failure so they you know eventually just the break successful. through the door yeah exactly <laughs> is this how you live your life oh i live my life paralyzed by indecision i see i see yeah so i i recognize that i should be beating my head against the wall but darn it the wall is hard and my right. skull is fragile and easily broken right that's that's funny that you say <laughs> paralyzed by indecision because um I did too. And my dad, I don't know if he coined the term, but he used to refer to me as having paralysis through analysis. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, that's the price of being smart people, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. hard to be so like smart. us. <laughs> hard to be so smart and yeah. handsome and beautiful, you know? What are you going to do? It really is such a curse, you know? Yeah. So, you know, debunking, talking about James Randi, We're done before with that. we talk too much about how, you know, um, but debunking, you know, him talking about how he didn't like the term debunking like makes me think mm -hmm. like i don't know is that really i'm trying to decide if it's a noble pursuit i think so and and like well where's the line drawn i mean should you debunk religion should you debunk just when it becomes expensive uh well james randy thought so james randy was richard dawkins level of hating religion he said something about, you know, he thought that the belief in God was one of the worst things to afflict humanity ever. Dude. Yeah. So I his that's some like burned at the stake. Uh, that's burned at the stake talk right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily share this, but his belief was, yes, debunk anything and everything that is untrue. I I think, you know, a lot of you know, card readers and phone psychics and stuff, those people know they don't have powers, mostly. You know, the, these are people who answered an ad to, to do this gig and have some modest cold reading ability. But, like, that's not the point. It's for fun. Right. So if James Randi had been, like, debunking these people, I would have been like, okay, that's lame. But he mostly stuck to very high-profile folks with like a cult like following and i think dunking on cult leaders is always valid and a good thing to do yeah and when i was growing up there was this woman and she had a call-in thing and she was like some jamaican lady and she had this sort of big call-in thing at the time and commercials were all over the place when i was you know uh through my tens all the way up into my 20s so people my age are probably going to remember this. I I wish I could remember her name, but she had some mystical name, and she was a she was mm -hmm. a Jamaican, which obviously means that uh, 
she has psychic abilities. I never really understood that part. Was it just of course. playing off of the, the foreignness of it? Or I was never really quite sure. But maybe yeah, she I just happened really... to be Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, that crossed my mind too. But I mean, <laughs> you know, every factor gets in there. But um, yeah, I just I can't decide if this is sort of like a party pooper role to choose in one's life. You know, I'm all super science and I'm going to go out and debunk fun, you know, or, you know, or is this something that the world really needs? You know, given the world right now and the way that people are so eager to kind of follow whatever BS is is going on. And I mean, I agree with what you said earlier. You know, reality does suck. Right. Exactly. How bad? How bad? But we also we also got to live in it, you know, (sighs) And it's even harder to live in it when there are people who aren't living in it, running around wrecking shit. All right, you're listening to Radio Wasteland. Come on back. We're going to talk about how. How does one go about proving this? Find all our shows and archives by visiting Radio Wasteland at RadioWasteland.us. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland. We are loosely talking about James Randi. Uh, <laughs> it's more so James Randi as the inspiration for the discussion. Yes. James Randi as, as the archetype. Right. Um, you know, I liked your pointing out the aura thing. That was really, really cool. Because I was thinking to myself, yeah. oh, well, how do you go about proving these things you know what Mm -hmm. what are how do you how do you prove well we had this discussion with um with um eric brumble talking about uh using devices that you don't know are working to discover something that you don't know is there (laughs) and and i always thought that was really interesting so as i was thinking about this today just um ghostbusters one just kept popping into my mind of when Peter Venkman's like doing the cards mm-hmm. and electrocuting him or, or whatever in order to see if they had psychic powers and saying what's going on, on behind the card. You know, so I don't know. How do you think? Well, were there any other examples of um, ways that they tested this that you know of or or how would you think that we would do? This? Well, here's the thing. There's actually a, a huge body of literature of psychologists just doing exactly that, dating back more than a century um and the results are maybe surprisingly actually quite mixed um there are are in fact a number of high profile experiments that do show esp um here's the thing though these are experiments not like what james randy did where he was like debunking individuals but these were experiments on um large groups of people, you know, tens of people, hundreds of people, etc. And uh, it was usually like on this experiment, we expect people to do to have a hit rate of 25%, you know, because that's random chance if you're guessing one in four possibilities. But when we average out how everyone did, we get a hit rate of, you know, 30%. Uh, and that that's the kind of psychic powers that I think there's some evidence for. Um, that said, uh, there it's 
far from clear that this is true because there have been a bunch of people who tried to replicate these studies and weren't able to. There have been a bunch of people who tried to replicate these studies and were able to. So it's, it's a little up in the air. One would expect from a scientific study that is actually valid that anyone could replicate it. That's, yeah. that's sort of the gold standard of science, replicability of experiments. But unfortunately, well, in psychology in particular, but in a lot of scientific fields, this is a, a huge problem. There was a study a few years ago about where some people just decided we're going to take 100 published studies and we're going to try and replicate all the experiments. And they found that like way more than half couldn't be replicated. Oh, so really? a lot, a lot that gets published is not true. <laughs> right. It's not peer reviewed. No, it is peer reviewed. That's no, the is. point. That well, isn't a peer review other people recreating it or no see one would hope peer review is just other scientists looking through the methods and saying this seems valid see uh, here here's the problem it's actually very difficult to get journals don't want to publish replications they want to publish new studies with positive results they don't want to publish people replicating old studies and saying actually we couldn't find this because that doesn't sell magazines. Right. Science, I love science. Science isn't as good as people think it is. I see people all the time looking at studies and saying, this is a study, it's factual, its conclusions are true. And I see people all the time, especially nowadays, going totally in the opposite direction, like all these scientists are paid off, it, none of it's true. And, you know, both of these are stupid. It's really, I think you can very confidently trust a strong consensus amongst scientists in the field. But an individual study that hasn't been replicated, I think, should probably not be trusted until it is, especially if it says something very surprising. So here's the thing. There's evidence that is as good as most studies for the existence of ESP. However, does that mean it's true? Not necessarily because of all the problems I just brought up. Right, and it's it's somewhat anecdotal because it's such a, you know, there's always chance and unless you do it over and over and over to return. Sure. And, yeah. and that's the idea. So in 2010, there, the big one I'm thinking of, um, there was, uh, analysis of nine different studies all done by this one guy over the course of 10 years and they all showed significant results um and this is the thing that has been replicated inconsistently um like about half the people who replicated it were able to to find that and about half of them weren't um there's there's a number of reasons why you could have a study that and just doing it totally in good faith that shows a better than average guess rate mm -hmm. that might still not be true it could be that you know you're sort of peeking at the data as it's happening and then you know you close you close a study you say this study is over once you find an effect that looks interesting but maybe if you kept going maybe you would have maybe the effect would have disappeared or right. you know you 
you have a, a large group and it shows an effect or, and it doesn't show an effect, but you break it up into two smaller groups and maybe it does show an effect. You know, it, these sound really sleazy, but it's worth noting scientists do this stuff all the time, not because they're liars. There's just these were studies conducted over 10 years. It's easy to get sloppy. Right. So right. I think. I think, yeah, people are working on proving it. Um, I think there needs to be a lot more work. Uh, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to trust it. So what do you think? Do you think it is or it isn't? If you had to um, just guess, all right. So, uh, you know, <laughs> somebody comes to you and says, I know whether there is or isn't. hundred bucks if you guess right. What do you think? Mm. I think, I guess that it isn't real. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just. <clears throat> yeah, it's sad. That's actually a real tough one because, you know, for every human society has had some version of belief in psychic powers, mm. which is a big inducement to believe for me. But also, like, people are just bad at evidence. Right. Um, you know, people people weigh anecdotal stuff way too much, even though it's, you know, anecdotal evidence is good if you're talking about the best way to make eggs, but it's useless for the big questions. Completely useless. Right. And, you know. and I don't know what the tests are, but it seems like the more people and the looser you make the test. So you were talking uh, at one point about a uh, random number, one through four, large group of people, uh, statistics and going outside of that statistic, you know, and I was thinking while you were talking about that, that half of that could be proving ESP, but the other half of that arguably could be proving global consciousness or fourth dimensional consciousness that it has nothing to do with any kind of ESP. Well, I think proving like action of ideas or something. I think proving the existence of any of those would be equally surprising. Right. But, you know, but I, oh, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that the, the further out you get, the, the more vague the possible answer becomes. Sure. And yeah, that's actually kind of a criticism of it, which is that like, there's no like ideological framework for what is happening here. Right. It's literally just weird results, therefore better than chance. I think, I think that's sort of a silly quibble because every time science advances, it's because there's some weird result. Right. That, like, but nobody wants to pay don't know what this to have them come back and be all, we found the answer and the answer is something really weird happened here. You know, it's right. Like, uh, it, it all comes back to money. You know, there's very little money spent to replicate the stuff. And like I said, there's this huge drive to only publish stuff that's new and surprising, which is not how science is supposed to work. Uh, you know, we, frankly, this could all be sewn up if we had more funding for basic research, but, uh, right. <laughs> practical application for the money. All right. Yeah. One last thing. Can you tell what I'm thinking right now? Um, you would like a burrito. Close. What I'm thinking is... We're done. Time is up. You've been listening to Radio <laughs> Wasteland, but let me leave you with one final question. Do Almost you there. believe in psychic powers and or want a burrito? Check us out at RadioWasteland.us and also next week, same bat time, same bat channel.